Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Hello, my name is Colin Coons, and today I'll be reading um, scripture, which is Nehemiah 9.17 and 2 Corinthians. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and in the rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you do not desert them. And for 2 Corinthians, which is 7.15. And his affection for you is all the greater when he remembers that you were all obedient, receiving him with fear and trembling. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'll add my uh, Mother's Day greeting uh, to all of you. Uh, it's a great day to be together. And I know it's, it's, uh, it can be kind of some bittersweet blessings on days like this because some are able to be with your mothers or with your children, and it's a great day. Uh, some are unable to be with their mothers for one reason or another or with their children. And so, you know, in that sense, it's, it's uh, not what you'd want it to be, but, but certainly know that you are loved and appreciated uh, for all those uh, women and mothers who have nurtured us and cared for us uh, throughout our lives. So thank you for that. Uh, that's we thought it was appropriate to have uh, uh, Colin read scripture today and have Tyson and Madison uh, leading singing as well as Emily and then Emma later in the service uh, to have some of our, uh, some of our uh, kids from here in the church uh, to be a part of our worship service. We appreciate them leading in worship that way today. So uh, last week we completed the story. Now friends, that was, uh, that, that's an accomplishment I mean, that's an accomplishment. If you uh, got the book and you read the chapters and you followed along and you, uh, especially those and you had study groups and all those things, uh, that's really an accomplishment that we have had a chance to see the Bible from beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation, as one story. We've read uh, selections from the Bible to kind of tell us those high points so that we've been able to see how, how it all began in the Old Testament in Genesis when uh, God called Abraham to be uh, God's special witness and special blessing to the rest of the world, uh, to um, uh, the time that the Israelites were slaves in Egypt and led by Moses out of Egypt through the Exodus uh, into the wilderness where they wandered for a long period of time. Ultimately, Joshua led them to take the land that was the promised land, and ultimately then they established the monarchy where they had kings like Saul and David and Solomon and and then the kingdoms, they made some bad choices, and then they were overthrown by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, and people were exiled into the entire region. And you had the prophets in the mix of all that saying why this happened and what they need to do to fix it, and all those kinds of voices that were at work in that time, that, that kind of crazy-making time. And then the birth, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and his disciples and those early followers who began to spread the good news of God throughout the world, empowered by the Holy Spirit to establish the church around the world so that we all can be the hands and feet of Jesus with a new vision of a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more suffering, no more pain, no more sorrow, and God will wipe the tears from our eyes. That's the story. We've been doing the story all along, so I hope that you see how all of that fits together, this narrative that informs us and shapes us as people who, who take that name and mantle of Christ and say, we, I am a Christian. It's a great story. So this series we start today, the next chapter, is intended to address the question, 
So what? You've read the story. Okay. So what? You have some new information. You've learned some things. I guess one way to look at it is, you know, we, we, we had the class. Now we're going to do the practicum. You know, this is, this is where rubber meets the road. What does it mean now? Because it's one thing to read the Bible. It's another to live the faith. And what this series is intending to do is to make that connection between reading and learning the story and making the connection to, so what, how do we now live the faith more effectively and more faithfully? And so today we'll talk about what it, how important it is to remember the story, next week to live the story, to tell the story, and then to claim the story. So these scripture passages that Colin read just a little bit ago are, are, are two, uh, in a sense, launching, launching pads both of them, you might have noticed, use the word remember uh, in there. And in, and in the first one, in Nehemiah, it's, it's a, kind of this litany that's being done in a, actually in a worship service. It's telling, the priest is telling the story of God's people. And part of the story is the people did not remember God's activity and God's mighty works. And because they didn't remember, they made some bad mistakes, bad decisions, suffered some bad consequences. So then you have this letter from Paul to the Corinthians, and he's talking about Titus, uh, who is someone uh, he is sending to be one of the leaders in the Corinthian church. And he says, and Titus remembers how faithful you were. This is a joyful thing. This is a joyful thing because the memory is these people were faithful, they were, uh, they were gracious, and, and they were hospitable, and this is going to be a tremendous ministry. So you have two pictures of remembering. One is the difficulties and the danger of not remembering, and the one of remembering in a positive sense. So there's some benefits. Uh, We need some three things we need to consider uh, as we think about remembering the story. The benefits of remembering, the the, uh, dangers of forgetting, and practical steps to remember. So benefits of remembering the story. Now, and and I've done this kind of throughout, but I just want to remind you, uh, especially those that might not have done the story with us over the last few months, that when I, in this message and throughout this series, when I'm talking about the story, I'm talking about the Bible. It, it is a story from beginning to end. And so I'll sometimes just say, remembering the story, and I'm, I mean the story in the Bible. So I just want to make sure to have that clarification. So the story, one of the benefits is it anchors our lives. It provides an anchor. It's a foundation. It's a sure foundation for us, the Bible teaches. And some of the songs that we sing uh, talk about the foundation that we have in our life. So uh, in Ephesians 4, uh, Paul, uh, the writer, says, uh, We aren't supposed to be infants any longer who can be tossed and blown around by every wind that comes from teaching with deceitful scheming and tricks people play to deliberately mislead others. That's kind of a long sentence, but you get the point, that to be grounded and anchored in life so that when you hear someone say, well, I think this is true, this is true, and and all of a sudden we're just chasing these rabbits trying to figure out what's really right, what's really true. Remembering the story anchors our life. The Bible provides insight and guidance for life. Remembering it provides insight and guidance. Uh, That that verse in Psalm, uh, God's Word, is a, a lamp to our feet, and a light for our path. I love that, that image, that, it, that not only does the Word uh, uh, provide 
an understanding of where you are right now. This is where I am. I understand. I got to know what's going on, understand where I am now. There's also a light on the path, and I can see a direction to go. Remembering the story helps us do that. Now, it doesn't always answer the, the question of how am I supposed to step over that rock, but it provides the light for us to see and to know what to do next. So the, so the story anchors us, the story uh, provides insight and guidance, and the Bible teaches us how to be a blessing and a witness, which is our purpose, all the way from Abraham. You, you will be a father of a great nation, and I will bless you, and you will be a blessing to all the families of the earth. We've inherited that blessing. We've inherited that blessing now through our belief in Christ. So, what are the dangers of forgetting the story? We don't remember. What, is, what, what if we forget the story and how it hangs together? Well, for one thing, we'll tend to look at the Bible for what it's not. I've talked about this throughout. You know, it's, we, we, want the, we want the Bible to be an answer book, that I have to make a decision about uh, what, should I take that job or not? What school should I go to for college? What should, the answer's not going to be in the Bible. The Bible provides guidance and direction but it doesn't provide those specific answers. I know we so much want those answers. The Bible's not designed to answer those kinds of questions. It's not that kind of answer book, and it's also not a self-help book. I mean, I've you know, heard lots of people talk about how um, the Bible helps me. I want to be joyful. I need to find meaning. I, and, and the Bible does talk about joy, doesn't it? The Bible talks about joy and peace and uh, love and hope and all those kinds of things we want to experience in life. Sure, but it's not in a self-help fashion. It's in a way of, to the extent we are faithful to God, to the extent we are a blessing and a witness to others, we discover a life of joy and peace and hope that you can't have any other way. Another danger that we have is to make up our own story and assume that it's Christian because we can quote a scripture or we use, you know, scripture-sounding words. I remember I was a youth, long time ago, I was youth director at a church, and, and every year we hosted a weekend uh, uh, where we invited uh, youth ministries from around our region to come to our church, and we had a speaker and a song person, and we had workshops, we did all this, th- this stuff. And, and so, we, of course, we had t-shirts made that we would sell, naturally, uh, but then the people in our church, we had a different color so that people would know they could come to us and ask any questions, directions, whatever they needed. And so one year we got them, and they were black t-shirts with red with the red logo now now the logo the name of our weekend was ascent and it's from acts chapter 1 verse 8 where jesus is about to ascend into heaven where he says you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you to be my witnesses in jerusalem judea samaria to the ends of the year so it's a really cool logo kind of a swoop look to the word and and then the t was a cross i mean it was a really the person that designed it did a great job so we get this these t-shirts and and they're black with red logo and, I, and I, I'm in the office, and I pull one out to look at it, and uh, one of the staff people who, uh, she was half-time staff, and probably gave 20 hours to volunteering in youth ministry, which was amazing. And I hold it, she's looking over my shoulder, I hold it up, and she says, oh, I don't like it. And I'm like, it's the same shirt, it's the same logo, we hadn't changed anything. He said, oh, no, the black and the red, I don't like that. And I know, and I wanted to say, well, there, you know, there's a, there's a large school in Lubbock that might um, say something about that. 
And I, and I said, I said, well, it's just, it's the same shirt. It's just black with red lettering. And, and she said, it looks satanic. I was like, really? Satanic? Well, I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you argue that, right? Oh, oh, she used that word. I don't know what to say. It looks satanic. I did just have to say, I, I, I understand you don't like it. Please, please don't say that to any of our guests that come <laughs> this weekend. Please don't say that to anybody. See, we, but sometimes we, think, we know enough of the story, we think I could call something, this is satanic. Well, this is of God. Well, this... Sometimes then we are misled and we mislead others. We are mis- if we've forgotten the story, we're only remember- or maybe we're just remembering the parts we want to remember. I'm misled, and then I mislead others. And Jesus was pretty clear about that. That's not a good thing, to mislead others. And so the dangers of forgetting the story are pretty, are, are pretty significant. We turn the Bible into what it's not. We make up a story and assume it's Christian. And we're misled and then mislead others. But there are some practical ways we can learn to remember the story, practical steps to take to remember the story. And, and the first one, well, the first one is attention to worship. And I know, you know, when you hear a preacher say that, I know you're thinking, well, of course you want everybody to come to worship. You know, you want people in the seats, and bucks in the plate, right? That's what you preachers want. <laughs> I, but there are some preachers that that's what they want, yes. Most preachers... Encourage worship because we know it's, it's what God intends and what is good for you. You benefit. You are blessed by attending to worship, by investing yourself in worship because literally everything we do is about remembering the story. From the scripture that is read to the teaching that happens, the songs that are selected, the prayers that happen, everything is about remembering the story and connecting our lives to the story, to the Bible, so that we can live more faithfully and effectively. So worship is critical. The second thing is talk. I don't don't necessarily mean teach, but I mean talk. If you you have people living at home with you, make sure and talk about this stuff. I I love it when someone who has young kids uh, says, oh yeah, last Sunday after, after church we were having lunch, we talked about that song. We talked about that scripture passage. We talked about the story they heard in kids' church. We talked, great. The more we talk, that's part of our learning. That's part of how we learn, how we remember, is to talk about it. You may not have people living at home with you, then you maybe a friend, maybe join a group, somebody. Maybe just say, you know, our preacher said something the other day I'm not sure I like, I'm not sure I agree with. I'm not sure he knows what he's talking about. Use whatever line you want to lead into it and talk about it. Talking with others is incredibly helpful. And then, yes, read. Read. And I know, I've seen the statistics. Statistics is a hard word to say when you're preaching on a Sunday morning. Statistics. About the number, the percentage of uh, adults who don't read any more books once they're out of their educational process. Now, I know, the notion of reading a Bible seems overwhelming. There are audible, free audible versions online. Free audible versions you can listen. We've got extras of the story. You could read the story chapter after chapter. Remind yourself of the story. But somehow keeping yourself intentionally engaged with it so that when we worship, when we talk, and when we read, all of this begins to work together and you start forming connections. You start connecting dots that you didn't before. 
to help you remember the story. So when uh, I've, I've served, uh, you know, churches and small communities before, and uh, a lot of those small communities, they'll have a, 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 the nursing home, what they'll call it, the nursing home. And it's the facility for uh, elderly folks who need to be somewhere. Um, but because they're a small community, generally in, a, in one facility, you'll have people who are just in, they need assisted living all the way to primary care, all the way to memory care, to everything in one building. And so in these small communities, it's not unusual for some of the churches to say, hey, let's all take turns doing a worship service at the nursing home on Sunday afternoons. And so having done those, and, and you get there, and there's, uh, you know, 25 to 30 people in the room, um, uh, many of whom uh, don't know you, don't remember why you're there. They don't remember why they're there. And it's, and it's you know, you, you sometimes think, why are we doing this? And then the pianist starts playing, and the song leader says, we're going to sing what a friend we have in Jesus. And they start singing. The next song, we're going to sing in the garden, and they sing. We're going to sing holy, 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 and they sing. Then I get up to read a scripture passage, and if it's familiar, they'll say it with me as I'm reading it. And you do the Lord's Prayer, and they know the Lord's Prayer. They are saying the Lord's Prayer. Because they remember the story. It is deeply embedded in their lives. They remember it, and they've lived it. Let's pray. Oh God, we thank you for your story your story that we read in the Scripture and we learn about how uh, the initiatives you have taken, the actions you have taken, the ways that you have reached out to uh, all of us, all of humanity, over the millennia, to show us your love and your care, your guidance, which leads us into a, into a life of joy and peace and love and hope. A life where we will ultimately have a new heaven and a new earth to live in, and you will be there with us. We thank you for that story. And God, in our busy, busy lives, it's so easy to get to the, disconnected from that story. So God, give us, give us the, the energy, the courage, the foresight, the time to engage the story in ways that will help us to, not only to remember it, but to let that story become our story. That we begin to understand our lives are told there too. So that we can live faithfully and effectively in the name of your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.